Welcome one and all to the Northern Electric Vehicle Experience for January the 16th, 2022. Well, time flies. Seems like yesterday was just uh, Christmas and New Year's where we had a, you know, a pleasant, if somewhat uh, quiet time, uh, isolating and being by ourselves with our own uh, nuclear uh, families. Um, but time marches on and uh, so does the EV world. So let's talk about what's going on. I noticed that just recently, actually I was out at Ikea with uh, my wife. We were shopping around and I noticed, uh, I pulled up to the charger there at Ikea Vaughn in Toronto. And uh, I thought I'd uh, get some juice for the trip home. And uh, I noticed that there was an Ionic 5. A Hyundai Ionic 5 was charging there. And I went, holy moly, they're in Canada. Um, I knew they were coming soon, uh, and they have finally arrived. So that's good to see one of the most exciting and interesting uh, electric vehicles uh, in the last few months. It's already all over Europe, uh, and it started to get deliveries in the U.S., I believe. Uh, and now is clearly getting deliveries in Canada. I swung past the uh, Hyundai dealership here in, in Barrie. And they had two models on the lot. Don't know if they're sold or not, but they're there. So go out and get them. This is an exciting vehicle that I'm looking forward to. Just, uh, just to remind you all, it comes in five trims. Uh, the Essential, which is a, a four, base is out at $44,999. The Preferred, which uh, in which, well, what does it do? It doesn't add a whole lot. It adds Blue Link and 12.3-inch uh, navigation system, ultra-fast charging up to 800 volts. That's a big deal. I don't know if that's added on over and above Essential, but it's not listed under Essential's uh, specs. Um, and it goes for uh, $46,999, the preferred long-range, uh, gets a 77.4 kilowatt hour battery. That's up from a 58 kilowatt hour battery. Um, and that's about it. The big uh, thing there is it becomes long range with a bigger battery. And that's 51.999. And then, of course, there is the preferred all-wheel drive long range. And that gets... Um, it has... It has the uh, 125 kilowatt electric, sorry, it gets the uh, 800 volt uh, fast charging. It has a 239 kilowatt electric motor. It has the same 77.4 kilowatt lithium, kilowatt hour lithium ion battery um, and a whole host of other things. You can also, oh, sorry, that one goes for 54999 and that one goes for, uh, uh, you can add on a special package that gives you all kinds of sensors and sunroofs and, and all kinds of good stuff. I won't go through those details for you because you can look on the Hyundai Canada website yourself. I did notice the website's a little bit glitchy right now, uh, but it, it will get there. Uh, don't forget, if you're in Ontario... Uh, well, anywhere in Canada, you get the $5,000 off-ish um, <coughs> from the federal government. And pardon me. 
And if you're in some other parts of the country, like BC and uh, Quebec, you'll get additional dollars off. Hopefully, uh, something will come to Ontario soon. Um, we need uh, a little bit more off of this vehicle to make it truly affordable, because this is not particularly affordable, although it is a value uh, proposition. If you even went for the, if you went for the top of the line, preferred all-wheel drive, long range with, um, with the, the extra package that gives you all the goodies, um, you're still getting a lot of value. This car will charge up from, I think it's 10% to 80% on an appropriate charger in 18 minutes, up to 18 minutes. That is good. That's good by any stretch of the imagination. This would make it a, a viable option for apartment dwellers that don't have um, that don't have on-site charging. They can actually go to a, a fast charger and charge up uh, reasonably quickly. Um, it wouldn't be inexpensive, but it's still cheaper than gas. Uh, and hopefully, they'll get access to uh, level two charging either at their workplace or at their uh, condo or apartment building sometime soon. All right. Uh, I am excited to take this car out for a test drive, so I'm going to be calling the dealer to see if I can do just that. They'll probably tell me, ha, 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 nothing for a test drive right now. Um, I'm also interested in finding out if anybody has seen an ID4 in Ontario. I'm hotly anticipating this vehicle. It is a good value vehicle. Um, I'd like to see a bit faster charging on it, but it, it is a world car of the year award winner. Um, it's a very compelling vehicle. It's got nice charging profile. Not great, but it's okay. Um, it can tow a reasonable amount. You know, this is a good family uh, light SUV, and I think it's uh, it's well situated for Canada. But I I know there's been deliveries in Quebec and deliveries in British Columbia and nowhere else yet. Uh, but I'm curious. Ontario is supposed to be on that list too of early deliveries, and I haven't seen one on the road. I haven't seen one at dealers. I talked to dealers, and they say, oh yeah, that's not coming anytime soon. So I'm wondering if anybody's received these in Ontario yet. And I mean, actually received it in Ontario, not went to some other province to get it and brought it back. Um, let me know, send me a voice note, send me an email. Uh, that information is in the uh, show notes or the description, how you can contact me. What else we got on the go? Oh, I got schooled this week. Um, a friend and a listener who happens to be an engineer a very capable one. Um, he schooled me on the difference between kilowatt hours and kilowatts because I was using kilowatts interchangeably for both, um, like the storage, the amount of it, of kilowatts it consumed and also the amount of power, power, um, used. So, let me read a little definition for you, and it's from the Artis Energy website. What is the difference between kilowatt hours and kilowatts? A kilowatt hour and a kilowatt may sound like the same thing, but they're not quite tomato and tomato. While both are interrelated units of measurement, 
The important difference between kilowatt hour and kilowatt is that a kilowatt hour reflects the total amount of electricity used, whereas a kilowatt reflects the rate of electricity usage. So I won't read any more, but that is from the artistsenergy.com website. Um, I just Googled something and it popped up and it fit the bill. It seemed clear and concise. So when referring to kilowatts in batteries, that should be kilowatt hours because it is a unit of measurement that uh, is identifying how much power there is to be consumed. Um, is that the way I do it? God, I got to get um, my friend on to um, maybe explain it in his engineering speak. And I'll try to dumb it down because I know what it is, but to explain it, it's hard. Uh, it's just the batteries are kilowatt hours. And if you want to say the motor is a 200 kilowatt motor, then that would be correct. If you're talking about a battery being 65 kilowatts, no, it's 65 kilowatt hours. That's how much power you can use over uh, the length of time. Okay. Um, I probably butchered that again, but if I did, I'm sure he'll let me know. Uh, what else can I tell you? Um, the big subject that I was going to get into today um, was a kind of a sleeper uh, project, um, I think, internationally. Not many people realize this is going on. Um, I do, obviously, and uh, I think a lot of Canadians are aware of it, but probably not even enough Canadians. Um, this is the Project Arrow. And Project Arrow is a is a project yeah project arrow is a project that sounds silly doesn't it but project arrow is a test bed you might say for the automobile parts manufacturers association of canada and they're demonstrating what they can do by uh, developing and building a fully functional electric vehicle uh, uh, for, um, like a concept car. Um, it is not radically wild. It is a good looking vehicle. You can check it out on project arrow.ca. Um, it is a small, small ish, uh, SUV kind of similar looking to the, um, ID four Ionic five, that kind of form factor, a little bit squat topped, but, uh, sleek got some really interesting light lines. A lot of vehicles have that light bar on the front, but what it does with the lights uh, above that, uh, that follow along the hood line, it's, it's really quite uh, interesting. Now, if you watch the video on the uh, Project Arrow website, you'll hear someone waxing philosophically about the chiseled lines are reminiscent of Canada's Rocky Mountains or the Canadian Shield or the other Canadian rock stuff. And I guess so. I'm not a very artsy guy, um, but I can recognize that, it, you know, it's kind of a powerful image that's coming off this thing. And it's, and it's a really nice looking ride. I would, uh, I don't know if it'll ever get built by anybody because there is no 
Aero Motors Manufacturing Company, but perhaps uh, some manufacturer will uh, bring it out there. Maybe uh, uh, Magna Steyr will produce it in a limited run for for the Canadian market alone. Uh, maybe some manufacturer will will just take the design and run with it. Honda could run with this thing um, and manufacture it for the Canadian market. That would be interesting. Um, or somebody with some, uh, some real chops could, uh, put together a proposal and get this thing off the ground. That would also be really interesting. Um, they talk a lot about how it was made or it's designed for the Canadian market. It's designed to appeal to the Canadian buyer, operate under Canadian conditions from, you know, the minus forties, um, in Alberta, in Edmonton, uh, that's sort of a constant, uh, to, you know, the high heat and humidity of Southern Ontario in the summer and everything in between. So I get the impression that this is supposed to be really a car that's made for Canada that can deal with our, our climate and, and in the electric vehicle world, that's going to really matter because you can see with uh, like Tesla right now is having a little trouble with the heat pumps when uh, when the conditions are you know, minus 35. They're having to do um, some kind of quick update because something is sticking in the heat pump, which is causing it to not work right. And it gets very cold apparently in the car. Um, uh, but kudos to Tesla. They seem to be jumping all over that and uh, they should have a fix uh, very rapidly. Uh, apparently I heard on inside EVs that, um, the fix is going to be some flap that stays open or closed, uh, is causing it to not operate. And this fix is going to be an electronic override for it to ignore that problem. Uh, just to make sure the heat ends up in the, uh, dry in the passenger cabin, because, you know, if you come from a climate that doesn't get this cold, you don't know how scary it can be if your car won't heat uh, and it's minus 40. That can be death. Um, it's not so bad here in Southern Ontario. Lots of people, lots of places to get warm. But if you're in the middle of friggin' nowhere in the backwoods and it's minus 40, that thing needs to give you some heat or you could die. So that's not good. Uh, let's see. What else can we say about this car? Project Arrow. That name is not an accident, and any Canadian will know exactly why they called it Project Arrow. Uh, and there was an allusion to that in my um, in my teaser uh, description line regarding Project Arrow. Um, and I said, uh, Project Arrow EV, will this one fly, or something like that. Um, back in, was it the 50s? or 60s, somewhere in that time frame, Canada was building its own jet fighter, and it was called the Arrow. It was supposed to be uh, stupendous for its day. It was supposed to be really uh, powerful and fast and maneuverable. It was going to be rivaling anything else out there of its time, and it got shut down uh, by the Canadian government purportedly at the behest of the U.S. government, uh, that it was too good, so it had to be shut down. I don't know if that's true or not, 
But I do know that Prime Minister Diefenbaker did shut it down and destroyed the uh, evidence that it ever existed, as far as I understand. Um, that has stuck in the craw of Canadians for decades. It is the great Moby Dick of, uh, of Canada. So calling this arrow, this, uh, this car project arrow is going to tug at the heart of red blooded Canadians, coast to coast to coast. Um, and if this thing doesn't get built, we got to get upset because this car looks pretty sweet. I hope somebody with some deep pockets, uh, gets this thing off the ground. Because I think it would be a great car. It would be a great international seller too. This thing, if we can make it work, going to be excellent. Um, and you know what? The Project Arrow name uh, works. We could do something with that. And it could be very interesting. Let's hope that happens. Anybody interested in what, uh, what I've gone into this week? Um, there was the Hyundai Ionic is in the market in Ontario. Uh, has anybody driven it? Can you let me know what it's like? I'd like to hear from you. A little voice note would be great. Tell me what you think. Um, is it as good as people say it is? Uh, VW ID4. Anybody seen one yet? Are you driving it? Let me know how, it, how you like that car. Let me have your review. I'll use it on air. Um, also, if you're still confused about the difference between kilowatts or kilowatt hours, by all means, let me know. Um, if you know more about it than I do, by all means, leave me a detailed voice note. I will use that on the air and you will be the go-to person for uh, that explanation whenever I need to pop it up from time to time. And of course, Project Arrow. Are you a Canadian? Are you as excited about this as I am? And if you are, please share this podcast. I don't think Project Arrow is getting enough press out there in the world. It was down at CES in the metal, uh, showing itself off, and I haven't seen a lot of coverage on it. So send it to, if you're interested in Project Arrow, send this podcast, look up some, Google some articles, send it to some other channels, send it to Inside EVs, EV News Daily, anywhere that is your favorite EV related news platform. And let's get, uh, let's get some press out there for this thing. It's a Canadian uh, success story. That's very interesting. I forgot to mention project arrow, um, is it was down at CES. Maybe it's still there. I don't know. Uh, it is a collaboration between the auto parts manufacturers association and a couple of universities in Canada. Um, Strat, also Stratford, Ontario, and uh, let's see, a bunch of tech start. Let's see what's going on here. Hang on. I just got to find where I'm looking for. Uh, which university was it? There was a few. I know uh, the Ontario Technology Institute. Uh who was involved in this thing? Oh yeah, Ontario Tech University uh, did the virtual did the vehicle build team. Uh, Windsor Essex Economic Development Commission uh, provided support. A lot of engineering was done, uh, also by uh, 
by the Ontario Tech University. If anybody is connected to this project at all, please contact me. I, I like there was involvement from Carleton University. There was involvement from a technical uh, university in BC somewhere. And I would like to know more. If anyone would like to come on the show and talk to me about this vehicle, I would love to talk to you and make a whole show about it. And like I said, by all means, please pass on this uh, this podcast, Google Project Arrow Yourself, and let's see if we can get this thing turned into a real car somehow. It's kind of exciting. Or at the very least, let's get some of this tech put into some of the other cars out there on the market. And let's see what, uh, what happens there. All right. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you again in another week or so. Bye for now. Well, that's it for this episode. Please be sure to like, share, and subscribe, and check out our show notes to find a link to ask your questions and submit your comments. We really do want to hear from you. Take care, and thank you for listening to the Northern Electric Vehicle Experience.